This is Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. The podcast for creatives, voice directors, and voice actors, helping you make the most of every single booking. If you make videos, ads, audiobooks, or anything with a voiceover, then this is the podcast for you. Let's make voiceovers better. Let's start talking creative. Hello, and welcome to Talking Creative. I'm Samantha Boffin. I'm a voiceover and a voice director. It's really good to be back doing my first podcast of 2022. Now, it's slightly later than anticipated because of the wonders of COVID, but here we are. Now, there are a lot of voice artists as well as voice directors who listen to this podcast, and hopefully... What I'm going to talk about today will appeal to people on both sides of the glass because it's all about telling stories and how to tell them well. That's something we all need to know, right? Now, I know that this is not a brand new idea. Storytelling is a really simple idea. The concept of putting a story at the heart of all the content you're creating. And that holds good whether it's a five-second promo, a 20-hour audiobook, or a 20-minute podcast like this. And of course, it's easier to understand as a concept when it's a piece of fiction, when it's an audiobook or a game or a drama. That's kind of where we think about stories sitting. But then we forget all about them when we're talking about all the other stuff like corporate videos or e-learning or even short telephone prompts, all the kind of drier scripts that are out there but would still benefit from a story approach. And of course, finding the storyline is just the start. It's also important to tell these stories in the right way, finding the right words, the right tone, the right voice, because that might make the difference as to whether people really listen, hear them and respond to them. Now, of course, you can tell stories without using a voice at all, but this is a podcast all about voiceovers, so that is where we're going to concentrate. So let's look at what you need to think about as a content creator when you're using a voice or voices to tell a story. Where do you start? As always, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that you need to think about your audience. Ask yourself, who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them? What story are you telling and why would they be interested? What's in it for them? And once you know that, Think about how you're best going to tell that story. What other elements do you need to complement the voice? Or it could be the other way around, of course. What voice will work best with all the other elements you already have? Stuff like the visuals, the music, the sound effects. Maybe you need more than one voice. And then, finally, who do you need to tell that story? What will their voice or voices bring to it? Now, obviously, this is rather a large topic. So I thought that what I could do is find some examples of stuff that's really stood out to me recently that might be useful for you to get inspiration from. We're going to look at a commercial promo and commercials are anything from about 20 seconds up to about two minutes, two and a half minutes, enough time for a beginning, a middle and an end to feel quite comfortable in there. And we're also going to look at the way somebody tells their own story 
In this case, it's a business book, but it could have just as easily been a corporate video or a podcast or a documentary, but something with an expert at the heart of it. And then we're going to look at a really, really short story, a five-second story, the kind of thing that goes either side of an ad break or maybe works on the way into a YouTube video or just a brand logo, something like that, something super, super short. And we're going to look at an audio drama, which is perhaps the most conventional way of telling a story. So, okay, we're going to start with the commercial. Now, ads, commercials, promos, they're fairly short generally, sometimes about 20 or 30 seconds when they're on TV or radio, although they can be longer, particularly if you're putting it out in a cinema or for a new series or a big product launch, that kind of thing. And in fact, commercials can sometimes originally start out as a longer cut and that's transmitted a few times and then it gets cut down to make shorter stories. Now these days, ads have moved on from just being sales statements. They're almost always gussied up to feel like a story. They're still selling a product with a central message, but they're also entertaining for an audience. So I'm going to talk about a particular ad that I've seen a few times now, and it's the voice that really stands out to me because I think they've got it really bang on for their audience. My Christmas present from my son was a trip to the cinema to see, of all things, Singing in the Rain. Now, agreed, it's not really something that your average 18-year-old would necessarily choose to see, but he was really game on to see it. He's studying film, he knew that I would love it, and also it's a bit of a classic. It's rare to catch it on a big screen, but it was playing at an indie cinema near us, the Prince Charles Cinema in Soho. As I say, I've seen this ad before, because we go to the cinema quite a lot. Now, the Prince Charles doesn't play many ads before the films, but this one is always played. It's the please turn off your mobile phone and be quiet when the film is on advert. Now, in most cinemas, this is a big old production number. There's lots of sound effects and often rather a hectoring voiceover, which warns you of the horrors of mobile phones and crunching your popcorn and generally not being a dick because you're really going to annoy people while the film is on. But at the Prince Charles, they have a rather particular audience and a very different kind of approach. I've noticed that the audience is skewed quite young and metropolitan. I mean, there are people like me, i.e. not young, but the audience are always really interested in films. They're either film students or film buffs, and they don't really need to be told off or particularly reminded that they need to switch stuff off. But what this little ad does, and it seems quite unique for cinema ads, it's quite intimate. It's not a big screen ad at all. The visuals are great, they're taken from old movies, and they're beautifully chosen. But it's the voice that always impresses me. They're quite young, they're really laid back, and they are genuinely conversational and underplayed. Now most times, conversational does have a bit of a hint of sales in it. But honestly, this guy, whoever he is, He's just like a friend sitting next to you. That's really unusual, particularly to hear in a cinema setting. And whoever wrote the script, they really knew what they were doing. He is warm and he's fun. He's funny. And the story that he's telling is all about how this cinema is keeping you safe and comfortable. And even though he's giving you all this information, all this stuff about filtered air and hand gel and please turn your mobiles off, the tone is light and sweet and really genuine. 
It definitely feels, this little ad, it definitely feels like it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And it ushers you into the movie that you're watching really beautifully. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is the real story. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine who had written a business book was wondering if he should get a professional voiceover to narrate the audiobook version, or should he do it himself? He is a copywriter, first and foremost. He's, in fact, he's a technical writer, but he's also a really regular podcaster, and he creates a lot of videos as part of his work. But he was worried that narrating an audiobook was a really different ball game, and he thought... Was he really the best person for the job? Did he have the patience? Did he have the ability? Would people want to listen to him? Now, it's a business book, but it's a really entertaining read, and it's most definitely written in his voice. And whilst the professional voice would have been perfectly okay and worked well, in this instance, he was a much better choice. Because who better to tell the story? And there are personal stories in every single chapter. Also, he had some broadcast experience already, so he really wasn't starting from ground zero. Now, he's not going to suddenly launch himself out there as a narrator, but I think I would have felt quite short-changed if I hadn't been able to listen to him delivering his audiobook. Now, of course, that isn't always the case, and there are lots and lots of instances where I would say you are much better off getting a professional voice in. But he had enough experience to understand that potentially this was a stretch for him. So he invested in some voice training and he approached it with all that extra knowledge and he was able to tell his stories in his voice with genuine authority and warmth and it was perfect for his listeners, for the subject and the kind of book he'd written. Now an audiobook, whether it's fact or fiction, is often packed with story ideas and it's a book format. We're expecting stories. But what if you've only got five seconds to tell a story? Well... You have to be very, very clever and get all the elements working together in the right way. And as always, with the right audience in mind. Now, I'm one of the rare people who really like a commercial break. I'm not immediately running off to the kitchen to put the kettle on or picking up my phone. I love a little break bumper. For those listeners who don't know what a break bumper is, I shall tell you. (laughs) In the UK, it's a very tiny short of about five seconds and it sits either side of the commercial break. So when you're coming out of the programme and into the ads, it sits between the programme and the adverts. And what I'm going to chat about here could equally apply to any short sting or pre-roll, the kind of thing that plays out before a YouTube video or a streamed programme or simply a moving brand logo. The brake bumper I'm going to talk about is one I have seen numerous times, mainly because it transmits on a channel I watch a lot with my mum, so I've seen a lot of it over the Christmas holidays. Now stick with me here because the context is everything. On live network or cable TV, the programmers tend to divide the output up into day parts, and each part is designed to appeal to a slightly different kind of audience, even on the same channel. So there's stuff like a morning segment, a late morning segment, there's lunchtime, there's afternoons, there's late afternoons, early evenings, you get the picture. (laughs) So different kinds of programs go out at different times of day. Because think about it, we all like different things at different times. We have a Sunday afternoon feeling, which is very different from our Friday night feeling. 
and even a Wednesday afternoon is very different from a Sunday afternoon. So the audience watching is always in a very different headspace depending on the time of day. Now this is really important to know because when you're creating a piece of content that is going to go out in a specific time, paying attention to when an audience might be watching and how they might be feeling is really, really useful. That kind of thinking feeds into your storytelling technique, both as a director and as a voiceover. So on this channel that I watch with my mum, there's a brake bumper for a company that sells cruises. In fact, they sell all kinds of cruises and expeditions, but they choose to sell river cruises on this channel at a particular time of day to a specific kind of older audience around a particular kind of programme. Now, usually, it's a light mystery drama. So there you go, you're in the zone now. Now, predominantly, they tell their story in pictures. There's an array of these gorgeous shots of river cruises that are beautiful. They're slow, they're serene, they're gentle, they are lovely. And they only use one wonderful shot per brake bumper. And then you've got this voice that matches the vision. Female, calm, 40s or 50s, warm, inviting, reassuring, friendly. Now the audience are sitting there watching multiple commercial breaks, each one carrying the same message. And cumulatively, over the course of an afternoon or evening, this is the story that's playing out. If you're dreaming about an amazing holiday, look at all the places you can go with people just like you. And here's our company name. Again, and again, and again. And again, in every single ad break, twice, either side of the break. Now that's a whole five-second story every time, which creates an even bigger story when you put it all together. And as I say, the voice tells the same story many, many times. And the last thing we're going to look at is an audio drama, probably the most obvious story-led idea of all the projects that I've mentioned here. Now, the one I'm going to talk about is a really big audio drama, which has got about 150 named recurring characters and lots of other smaller roles too. Now, I was obsessed with this particular drama throughout November and December last year. And in fact, luckily for me, I was already deep into it when I got COVID. And I say lucky because to be honest, for those first few days, I could barely open my eyes. All I wanted to do was fall asleep or try and get comfortable. And so I would listen to this audio drama when I was awake to take my mind off the fact that I wasn't really feeling very comfortable. It was called, or is called, Homefront, and it's got a really soapy approach. So we follow lots and lots of stories involving lots of different characters. And originally, way back, well, I say way back because it's not that old, it was devised to commemorate the First World War. And although it's set in 1914 to 1918, it originally went out on the same day, but a hundred years on. So the episode that, say, played out on August the 12th, 2014, was all about what was happening on August the 12th in 1914. So it was that kind of thing. And they did it virtually every day. So there are literally hundreds of short episodes that deal with one day at a particular time. Now, of course, this has its own set of issues, not least that all the voices need to sound different and distinctive, but still feel memorable and real. 
So the writers, they needed to create this whole believable world where all these different interlinked stories played out. Some played out over the course of a day, some stories played out over the course of weeks, and some, a few of them, played out over the entire four-plus years. So they had soundscapes, they had audio effects, they had music, and they had these characters that listeners could identify and connect with through all the ups and downs of the duration of a war. As I say, four-plus years. And they couldn't leave any stories unfinished either. That was really important. Everything at some point had to be resolved. It was a really, really interesting audio drama, very, very complex, I would think, to make on the production side. And the voices that they chose were so important to how successful it was going to be and how well the story was being told. All of those voices had to be really distinctive and feel really genuine and to be voices that people really connected with in terms of character. Now, there is something that links all of the things that I've been talking about. Well, there are lots of things that link it, but the really important bit that connects the director with the voice artist is the script. That's the point where the voice director and the voiceover relationship usually starts. Sometimes, if you're the director, you've actually written the script yourself, and sometimes you're given the script. You certainly, almost always, get given the script if you're the voiceover artist. Now, it's worth saying here that if you are writing the script, then the process is quite a messy one, because not only do you need to know who you're writing for in terms of an audience, but it can also be really useful to work out what kind of voice you think will be lifting those words off the page whilst you're actually writing it. So it's, it's, sort, of, it's sort of all happening at the same time, which is quite tough on the writer. I hope that makes sense. It makes sense in my head, I think. I hope I'm saying it right. I hope, <laughs> yeah, I hope I'm telling that story in the right way. If you're writing it, you have to think of all sorts of things and juggle all those things at the same time to get your story written in the right way. But whether you're the director or the voice actor, your job is to bring that script to life and you need to find the right voice or voices or tone that tells the story properly in the best way. Which is where we started this episode. How to tell stories that people want to hear. And over the next few episodes, I'm going to be looking in more detail at storytelling, different kinds of storytelling and voice actors, so you can get all the information you need to be able to do this really well, whether you're directing people or whether you are being directed. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and I hopefully will catch you again next time. Do find me on LinkedIn if you're interested in voiceover directing or if you're a voiceover yourself. That tends to be where I hang out. So I'm Samantha Boffin. This is Talking Creative. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you enjoyed it, Do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people like you can get the best out of their voice actors. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.